that you have just been invaded by. Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 13th of April, 2021. In today's show, we're going to be chatting about Sonic Colors rumored to come back, the latest Switch Pro rumors, the brand new Pac-Man 99 game, a Lost Castlevania game is now found on the Dreamcast, Balan Wonderworld flopping in Japan, and Alex Kidd's awesome looking remake and our opinions on the crypto-heavy Atari. All of that on today's episode with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in for a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories you would like us to cover, then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do consider giving us a little review. It does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. So, starting us off, let's chat about Sonic Colors. Now, one of the more loved 3D Sonic games. I think when they really started to hit those 3D Sonic games right, not taking away anything from Sonic Adventure, I've got a hardcore soft spot. I don't know if that's a very nice thing to say, but I have got a hardcore soft spot for Sonic Adventure. Big Does time. Does that even work? <laughs> a hardcore soft spot? <laughs> I don't know. But I have one. I have one for Sonic Adventure. However, Sonic Colors for the Wii is rumored. It's not official yet. But it is rumoured, and heavily rumoured, we'll go through those rumours in a moment, um, to be getting a remaster. Now, obviously, I, I talk with Sega quite a lot, and I know people will ask me straight away, I have not been told about this. Um, and uh, that's not me trying to keep secrets, I just don't know. Um, so I'm as blind as everybody else. But it does. It says here, uh, article taken from Real Otaku Gamer, which I think means we need to be giving a shout out to... Uh, John B. Yes, this one. thank you very much, John B. It seems one of Sonic's best games may be making a comeback, as mentioned, a, of a remaster of the game was found on the website of IK Sample, a German dubbing studio. IK Sample is allegedly handling the dub, uh, which will be the first for the title. The company is involved with localization. The original Sonic Colors did not have a German dub, so Sega may want to include it in a potential remaster. Exciting stuff. What, what's your thoughts on Sonic Colors, Grizzly? Absolutely the best 3D Sonic game there is. And uh, that's not because it's one of the hardest ones to enjoy these days. Um, I, You know, when when it first came out on the Wii, uh, this was around the time that that Sonic cycle was still happening. If people don't remember that, that was the idea of a Sonic game being announced, people getting hyped up, all worked up. The game gets... Uh, game comes out and it disappoints everyone and that was the case from say 2004 from sonic heroes all the way to sonic colors um so this is the one that changed everything about 3d sonic games as a general rule i know there's going to be a lot of debate about that but let's just face it Sonic didn't have the best reputation up until sonic came sonic colors came out yeah yeah so. definitely in the 3d oh. space so um, to see this news, I'm really excited because the, there's only a couple of things wrong with the original Sonic Colors. One, it was on the Wii and therefore <laughs> um, could only be done in like S uh, standard definition 
um, like visuals. So basically, you're playing in eye strain vision uh, to call back to a previous podcast. Uh, but also, you were kind of. I know you could play with the GameCube controller, but let's just face it, motion controls were also a factor and what have you. So if you didn't have a GameCube controller, you were stuck with those. Uh, as I say, Sonic Colors is one of the best Sonic games there is going. Uh, I can't wait to play it again. And I also am looking forward to the proposition because um, another place in which this was leaked, so Dan's already mentioned the, the German dub. Yep. But another place this was leaked was a French retailer called So Gamely. No, I haven't heard of them either. Um, but they have listed a limited edition release, which suggests that they're going to try and make a bigger deal. And if that bigger deal in, uh, adds in things like, I don't know, uh, a re-release of Sonic Lost World and the Sonic Colors DS game. Yes, there was a DS game. Um yeah then I'll be all for it because that's like three games in one. I mean, I'm talking purely speculatively here. Chances are they're only ever going to focus on this 3D game if they were to re-release it. And I would say it's all but confirmed at this stage. But I would love to see a full package of Sonic Colors. Uh, it is a great game. And if you haven't played it yet, this could be the best opportunity you get. Yeah. Um I, I don't have quite as much love uh, for Sonic Colors. I played it... See, I, 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 I borrowed Sonic Colors. I don't think I've ever actually owned Sonic Colors. I borrowed Sonic Colors, I played it, and it didn't grab me enough to get past too, to get past too many of the levels, honestly. I've never been the biggest fan of the Wisps um, mechanic. Um, I much preferred the straightforward aspect of Sonic Generations. I would much rather them do Sonic Generations. However, I am all for this because I do know there is a lot of love for Sonic Colors. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I've really got much to add. I think it's probably definitely going to be happening. I would love for this to be part because essentially this is uh, what ones am I missing here? Is this like a trilogy of them? You've obviously got the Sonic Colors, uh, which used the Sonic Engine, wasn't it? The uh, the one where it jumps from the forward, st the, the 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 running forward Sonic ass camera style, and then it actually yeah. flips to two D as well. Um, so yeah, Colors was like the first one. Right. Um, okay. And then and you had, I'm pretty sure it was the first one. Then you had Unleashed, and then Unleashed, it was Generations. Yeah. So it's the the first of the Boost uh, series. I'm gonna check my my info on that one because I'm not. Yeah, I can't remember which one um, came first. The thing is, it's always crazy because obviously being a retro nut, I was always obsessed with trying to play a new 2D type Sonic game. And it's the 2D sections in these games, which I was actually never the biggest fan of. They, I think they were they were done well enough in Generations. I mean, they've got the nostalgic heartstring sections. Okay. Um, but um, it was always actually in these 3D Sonic games that the running forward sections were actually the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. uh, Unleashed Unleashed was first by two years, so I got that completely wrong. Um, okay. But yeah, it, it felt like the refined version. So Unleashed came out, people were all all over Unleashed, then they realised that they had the Werehog. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is their, their kind of answer to that whole situation by saying, you know what, we're going to just make it all Sonic. And oh my god, it's actually, people actually like this. Yeah, yeah. I when mean, they went I, I understand why people like them. Um, they've just never really fully grabbed me. Uh, I think Sonic Forces, which uses that same mechanic again, um, 
I, I didn't even get past the first level on that. It's just I, they don't they don't do it for me. And uh, Sonic, um, what's it called? Mania. Like that's what I like my Sonic games to be. Uh, yeah, Sonic Adventure is is the uh, <clears throat> I would always. That's probably my favorite three D Sonic game. I'll tell you how crazy I am with this. I didn't complete Sonic Colors. I didn't get very far in Sonic Colors, but I did complete both Sonic and the Black Knight. Uh, and no Sonic and the Secret Rings and Sonic and the Black Knight. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me as a gamer, but um, obviously okay. I preferred those games more. Uh, I did go back and try and play. I think it was Sonic and the Secret Rings, like quite recently. I was like, damn, this is a hard game to understand. Like to try and get your head around, it's so confusing. Um, the, <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh <laughs> as well is that yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying about Mania. That's exactly how I like my Sonic games yeah, too, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I will stick to that. But let's let's also bear in mind that two years prior, you had Sonic Unleashed. Mm -hmm. Just before Sonic Colors originally launched, you got Sonic Four Episode One. Now, which game sounds better to you? I, I understand. I understand. Although I would say I preferred the 2D sections in Sonic Four than I did in Sonic Colors. Um, yeah, uh, and and those types of ones. Sonic Four gets too much hate. Uh, like I've already said, uh, I mean they 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 did it well with Streets of Rage Four, calling it number four, the fourth game. It was good enough to be part of the original trilogy. Sonic Four is an okay game. It was an okay first step towards bringing Sonic back to a two D uh, uh, field again, um, but it definitely has no place in being called four. Um, so if it didn't, if it wasn't called Sonic Four and it was called something something stupidly else, I think I'm literally repeating what we talked about last week or the week before. Yeah, saying all this yeah, it seems that way. It's a lot yeah. of treaded ground here. We're following, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, it would have been better. It would have been more well received. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy that it's happening uh, because, like I say, there's a lot of people out there. I, I would be much more excited if it was Sonic Generations. Um, for some reason, that just gelled more with me. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, uh, you know, maybe I'll play through it this time completely. Um, I did not like it. I just wanted to play something else, probably. There you go. And, oh, Sonic on Neo Geo Pocket was pretty good, says Adam from YouTube. You're not wrong. I enjoyed playing that one. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I did Best put it out. Sonic yeah, yeah. I put it out to the uh, Slopes cast chat that are in here right now. Uh, if, if anyone wanted to join in on this particular topic. But it looks like I think they were waiting for one of our later topics that we're going to get to. <laughs> yes there's, there's a lot of uh contention for that one. Oh yes oh yes now let's move on to the game that has pushed back pac-man the complete history part two yes <laughs> it's taken so long to make that uh make that history video that there is actually two um uh new pac-man games that have come out since the scripting to uh, actually having it edited it was insane with the latest one being Pac-Man 99. Now, this is obviously uh, jumping on the uh, 99 or 35 bandwagon, which is what um, uh, Nintendo Switch have been putting out. You originally started off with Tetris 99, and then you had um, Super Mario 35, um, 99 or 35. Uh, people play at the exact same time, and depending on how you play in the game, you would send your enemies to the uh, opponent's uh, game, and it would make it harder for them, and it's the last person standing. It's essentially Battle Royale. Now, this is interesting. Because uh, not only is Pac-Man 99 a brilliant game, and it's actually, I think, a better fit for this 99 field than what Mario was. Um, uh, it's far, far, 
far from the only Pac-Man Battle Royale game. Uh, and on top of that, it's still so incredibly different than all of the other Battle Royale Pac-Man games. There's actually another one happen uh, that's, go that's going on right now on Stadia, of all places, um, which is a lot more like a typical um, Pac-Man Stadia... Uh, sorry, Pac-Man Battle Royale game. Um, and they're both fantastic, but they both play completely differently which is, which is insane because they're both just pac-man have you been playing pac-man 99 at all uh grizzly not yet because annoyingly my switch online subscription decided it was going to you know expire just as this came out oh really <laughs> as soon as i get back on i absolutely will because tetris 99 yeah is one of the greatest battle royale games ever made it's and... so good isn't it yeah, while I'm not the biggest fan of Pac-Man, mm -hmm. I don't. I certainly don't have the same level of uh, you know. I didn't grow up during Pac-Mania or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. still love Pac-Man as a concept. It is fundamentally one of the games that you could consider perfect. Yeah, yeah. If for it what it was trying Mac. to do, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely want to give this a go because it's. I love the battle royale concept out of retro games. I'm just wondering what they're going to do next because this isn't going to go away. If, as long as the engagement's there, this is not going to go away. It's incredible how much they've managed to ram into such a small concept. There's so much going on with this. Um, so for people that don't know, the, the, so obviously you, you play as normal Pac-Man. Um, you play a normal game of Pac-Man. But the way it works is you can actually, uh, you go over these uh, little, little notches. And basically what that would do is that would create a chain. And then you could try and knock out as many of these ghosts in this big conga line of ghosts in one go. Which is obviously very similar to the um, uh, Pac-Man Champion Deposition DX games. Which, uh, spoiler alert for people that haven't watched, well, obviously no one's watched Pac-Man Part 2 yet. But that is actually Toro Iwatani, the creator of the original Pac-Man favorite pac-man game <laughs> even more than his original um it's an incredible game so they've managed to push that in there now every time you send one of the ghosts um uh, uh to, uh, to one of the opponents that sends a sort of white uh shadow of a pac-man which all it does is just get in your way so if you go into that pac-man it will slow you down um and then when you get into like the final i don't even know what the number is maybe the final 50 it starts sending red Pac-Man to you, and all you have to do is dodge them. Um, so there's even more things to dodge. So not, are you try not only are you trying to dodge uh, four ghosts, you're now trying to dodge another ten Pac-Man on top. It gets so insanely frantic towards the end, and it, at the same time though, it doesn't feel as hard and brutally hard as the original game does when you're you know a newcomer and you don't understand the, the movements of the ghosts. That, it's it really is a perfect way to play um for, for them to to, to, to evolve the pac-man name which it, it blows my mind that they're still finding new ways to evolve pac-man um I, I don't even know what the final number is on the amount of games but the second part of my complete history is about an hour and 20 minutes and it is just throwing and then you got this and then you got this and because they put um, out so many pac-man games um but yeah uh yeah, it's fantastic. It's utterly fantastic. Utterly fantastic. And uh, also, um, this is one that if they do release physically, which I really hope they do. They did it with Tetris, so I'm hoping they do with this. The amount of DLC they've added with this. And, it, and most of it's just skins, honestly. But the DLC lineup they have is utterly fantastic as well. You've even got things like you can um, change the skins to uh, another Namco property called Cosmo Gang. That's the one that jumped out at me because so few people know of Cosmo Gang. But Cosmo Gang is an Ella Mecca arcade 
series of games, which had a few um, home ports and maybe arcade ports. Yeah, and arcade ports uh, eventually as well. But yeah, and that was actually the basis for a game called Pack Attack. There's so much history in the back end of this. For someone like me, it's 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 orgasmic it's orgasmic mm-hmm. so, <laughs> yeah this is this is nothing but a great thing nothing but a great thing so um nintendo yeah. please release it physically uh i will definitely buy it and it's the only thing that's holding me back buying all that dlc because it is 25 quids worth of dlc in all honesty yeah that's the only real downside to this i mean there's a lot of stuff from tetris 99 like score attack modes uh extra boards that you can play through um, which do seem to be hidden behind a bit of a paywall, uh, which is a bit annoying. But I will say, the core experience and what ev- um, everything you would like come to the game for it, it is present in the free version, yep. which is fair enough, I think. So usually, um, when you see a physical release uh, for something like this, like the Tetris ninety nine had a great physical release. It had essentially just the box. <laughs> Um, with a cartridge for uh, Tetris 99, but yeah. it also gave you that year worth of um, Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. I can see the same thing happening here, and if this continues to be a trend, I, I'm all for that, really, because I feel like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. This is a game you can keep coming back to. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a lesser evil when it comes to DLC games, I will say. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know we're going to jump back a topic here, um, but um, uh, very, very quickly, I just want to uh, give a shout out to all of the people that actually voted on the Sonic Colors remastered here. Uh, everybody said they would get that remastered um, uh, game if that came out. But moving here right on to... Uh, <laughs> hey, Top Hat Gaming Man Live is raiding me. Thank you so much, everybody. We're doing a live Slopes Cast Chat. We'll cut this out if <laughs> for the one that goes live. Hello, everybody. Please do stick around. We're uh, talking about all of the latest retro gaming news. It's our Tuesday night um, uh, 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 podcast. And we're currently chatting about how good Pac-Man 99 is, even though uh, only 50% of the uh, presenters here uh, have actually played (laughs) it. (laughs) But what I will ask is... Yeah, what I will ask is we've got such a new group of people here uh, is what 99 game... Do you want to see next? That's not something you do as a poll. So I'm just going to ask. Guys, tell me, what 99 type game do you want to see next? The obvious one is Bomberman, but I don't really know what you could add because it's essentially already a uh, um, a Battle Royale game anyway, if not the original Battle Royale. Um, what, What do you think, Grizzly? Anything popping up? No, I can't. I can't. Well, that's the that's the beauty of stuff like Pac Man ninety nine, isn't it? It mm. came by surprise. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Um, if in fact, if it wasn't for the fact that Mario thirty five died as just before this came out, it almost feels like one's been replacing for the other. But I'm hoping this is going to be a bit more permanent. Um, yeah. If if it was up to me, though, I don't think a Zelda ninety nine would work. Um, Interesting. Well, I I mean, a lot of people have saying in the in the chat zelda 99 i don't see how that would personally work but then again i'm not the biggest fan of the original zelda i'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of a lot of popular things i've found and i i don't i don't mean to be sound like that contrarian but um i don't know i'd love to see yeah a sonic 99 that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, they've done yeah. it with Mario. It's the same concept, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, you've got Sonic there. Someone said Metal Slug. You could literally put any game 99 on there. I think, realistically, Zelda seems to be the most obvious choice. 
um, yeah. for what they could do with it. But, I mean, if you look back at their more arcade games, something like um, Ice Climbers or Balloon... Is it Balloon Kid? Um, they're ones that would probably actually work the best. Um, and and Nintendo have no problems of re resurrecting these old uh, IPs because they've done it with Nintendo Land. And Nintendo Land's a game that people don't bring up enough. That was such an incredible... It should have been a packing title, and perhaps it would have actually helped the Wii a bit if it was. But um, that... that oh. Donkey Kong? Pong 99. Pong 99. I, I think I'm, I'm sticking with Donkey Kong. Mario 128. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, can we get Michael Towns in here? Because he's got a little something that he wants to add to this. Oh, does he? Right. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's... You have been summoned, Michael Towns. Oh, I'm summoned. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, do I have to? <laughs> Go for it, Michael Towns. What did you want to add to this little Pac-Man 99 chit-chat, bud? There was a mode in F-Zero X on the GameCube where, like, I think it was called Death Race, mm -hmm. where it was you versus 29 other racers, and you had to basically smack them off and kill them and try and get first. But that, as a 99 game, would be, like, my perfect game. Yeah, you know what? Oh, and the more you open your mind up to this sort of thing, it makes sense. RMC is saying, Roland on the ropes, 99. <laughs> For the one or two people in here that actually understands what that is, <laughs> uh, we're, we're making ridiculous. Thirteen ninety nine Star Star Fox ninety nine would actually work very do you, well. You know, do you know what I think? What? I think this is perfect. Micro Machines ninety nine. It would totally work. What you need to do with Micro Machines, I don't believe my one comes with them. Let me have a look. Um, it's good now because when we upload this to YouTube, it comes with the video. So people now understand what I'm actually looking at. Um, and it doesn't. You used to be able to get these little scorecards, birthday card things that came with the game. And obviously my version doesn't actually have it anymore. I've got those. You've got those. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you could just turn that into a 99. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. How about how about Wario Mr. Whippy Wario Wear, Michael Towns might have won with that. That would be the perfect way to bring Wario Wear to the Switch. And That's actually genius. That yeah. is that is a genius one. They would they they could definitely I'd do that. The hell out of that. Oh my god, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Michael Towns, for joining in, buddy. I appreciate you uh, giving yours two cents. Oh, Super Monkey Ball. We could just be here all day, just saying games <laughs> and then adding the word uh, the number 99 on the end and just like losing our mind at what the possibilities. Um, fair just, play. Assume, just assume if you mentioned anything Sega related that it's never going to happen. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never yeah, know. I know, right. Optimistic. <laughs> Optimistic versus pessimistic and all of that, yeah. You know, I mean, let's not forget that the the greatest uh, uh, futuristic racing game that Nintendo have under their belt was actually created by Sega. Oh, I went there. I went there. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, right. They need to get that back out. That That's a game they need to, to remaster big time. But we are well off topic now. Big time. <laughs> so uh, Thanks, yeah. Mike. Cheers, You're Mike. in the mute now. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. So let's move on to a topic which I'm a little bit uh, uh, skeptical about talking about. And we can assure you right now, guys, this is not something we're going to bring up 
again until there are some proper substantial rumors um and i think we've actually today is one of those days where we can actually bring this up unfortunately this this does seem to be a topic where people like to bring up every two minutes for the for the clicks but thankfully yeah. this is actually one the um, time to actually bring it up nintendo switches uh firmware 12.00 possibly contains references to a new switch pro model now i am all for a new switch pro model um Nintendo don't need to release one. That's the thing people need to understand here. They don't need to make a new Switch because the original Switch is just completely not slowing down with its numbers. It's selling so, so well. So I suppose in Nintendo's eyes, at least this is what I would be doing, why would you dirty that water? Why would you do the Sega and like, well, the Mega Drive's doing well. Let's throw a Mega CD in there. Let's throw a 32X in there. You know, like, it's happened. There's a perfect example of, putting too much out can 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 spoil it um however as of right now there is quite a good rumor saying that you know the switch pro may actually happen um and uh, actually grizzly explain how this how this is all uh, come about yeah so in uh in this this firmware update mm -hmm. um there was reference to the aula model which is a u l a yes um now, it's been long rumoured and supposedly leaked that the Aula is the Switch Pro mm -hmm. um, because it also references uh, resolutions such as 4K, 30 frames per second, all of, all of that. Ooh, and it refers to, and the update was to the dock and how it's going to be recognised. So a lot of people are seeing this as like the trifecta. Um, this is... This is absolutely confirmed now. And I wouldn't say it's too far from the truth, but as as you mentioned earlier, we don't really like commenting too much on rumour. No, um, because, you know, like gotta keep respectable around here, but this is Slope's game room. Um <laughs> but it just just in general, like the Switch Pro seems to be a thing that's happening. Um and it seemed like a good topic for discussion, especially when um you know, there's there's a lot of possibilities here, but also the possibility that we could be looking at the very last uh, one and a half to two years worth of the Switch, which is, cons you know, considerable. I mean, the Switch is getting on a bit now. Came out in 2013, 14, and roughly. you do notice it. It's a very easy and lazy console to port your games to. Uh, it seems to be that way. I've got a lot of games on my shelf. Uh, as a perfect example. 2017, portal, sorry. Uh, portal Bridge Construction um, is a game that shouldn't be hard, and yet you play that game and it chugs along at single digit frames when you get to the, some of the later levels. It's like, it's not unplayable because you don't need to do things in real time. You just press play and see how your bridge was made and it all comes together. But eventually, when you've got so much going on, you just press play, you just, I don't even know what happens. I, uh, oh, okay, I did that level. It, it gets really, really bad by the end. And there's a, there's a lot of games like that. and we are definitely in need of a pro, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, I would I would love for there to be one. Uh, and I've got a beautiful <laughs> collection I've built up. Um, 129 games. I counted them today because I'm that much of a loser. Uh, <laughs> and I would love to put them in a pro and just give them a little punch up the arse, kick up the arse even. Uh, to, yeah. I, like I say, the, the time is now, guys. It, it would be nice if it actually happened. But... Uh, like I say, it's not something we're gonna we're gonna discuss too often because it is very 
clickbaity and we don't like to be like that we like to yeah. uh, actually talk about things as and when there's a substantial rumor and a substantial bit of a uh, uh, evidence that's come out and this is actually one that's um pretty hardcore pretty hardcore yeah i mean justin cardiff in the in the twitch chat has made a very good point i mean mm-hmm. it's nintendo consoles usually last around five years the switch is four years now so 2017 it was originally released so we are looking at the latter end of the switch life cycle it's kind of weird because people still seem so invested in it and as am i as you definitely are yeah um, 129 games (laughs) if this was the wii u we'd be looking at the follow-up right now so where is nintendo going to go with the switch and i feel that this is more of more of an interesting discussion than a pro version because are they going to follow up with the Switch name? I feel like they would be foolish if they didn't. Um, I, I don't know. They've tried. I before. feel like a Switch to yeah, but the Wii U is uh, <laughs> it's a special case, isn't it? I'm thinking more more along along the lines of the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance. Okay. I feel I feel like it should be you. You should still be using Switch cartridges on the Switch Two or whatever console comes next. Um, Top Hat Gaming Man, I remember he brought up a really good point like a while ago when he was saying about how the new uh, 3DS, I don't even know if that's the right one, but it was basically yeah. a slightly bumped up version of the 3DS. And it's got officially the smallest library of any of the Nintendo consoles out there that are specifically made for that particular uh, rendition. It's two games. It's something ridiculous like that. One of them is a Xenoblade game, and I don't know what the other one is. I'm praying that do i want them to make games that are more uh, only going to run on a switch pro uh or no, they won't do that yeah i, I think it'd be a well i suppose they didn't really do that last time except for like you say just two games but um yeah the way the way nintendo work on this one is if if they can't give you the upgrade in a expansion pack kind of thing or the wii remote plus as an example then they're just not going to limit you necessarily because they've they've done experiments like the dsi uh, dsi wear and what have you mm-hmm. and they, they never work they never sell gangbusters like they hope they would they um, sell well enough though don't they? it's like yeah, well, i mean like fire emblem warriors and um xenoblade chronicles was the two for right, right. Uh, for new 3ds and yeah fair enough they're popular games but i don't think they were enough to warrant making more. I mean, we didn't see any more, so that's a bad sign, surely. <laughs> um, I think where pro models really excel is by taking the experience that pretty much everyone else can have access to, but making it slightly better. So on the new 3DS XL, you had Zelda Majora's Mask, and what that gave you was a second stick to play with for your camera control, which mm. was a game which is brilliant for that game. Um and also the extra processing power behind it just made everything run smoother. And that's really what you want from a pro console, not necessarily a 4K Mario Kart. Yeah, you might get that as a result for brute forcing older versions of the game like Mario Kart 8. But really, you're not expecting a new Mario Kart, which is only going to be on the Switch Pro. They don't want to segregate their fan base like that. Those, those games make too much money for them yeah and too much too much at stake in our chat here on um uh twitch sir clown dad put it down like 
if you don't want stuff to specifically uh, Switch Pro, would you drop £300 or dollars, whatever it would be, to slightly improve the frame rates? Like, it's, it's a tough one. I, I personally would, because I'm a bit of an addict to that console. Um, it, like I say, it's going to be a tough one for Nintendo to, to, to sell if they did go down that route, because... Uh, you know, the, the, the people outside of the, of the gaming market are buying these systems, you know, um, and it and it will wind them up. Um, old NES style, like, you know, when the SNES is coming out. People, <laughs> you got those mums like, this is just what marketing companies do. Yeah. If, so, um, I mean, if it, if it can do the home experience and the handheld experience and do it in a way that it completely exceeds what has come before and really make make it feel worth worth the uh, initial outlay i would absolutely spend the 300 bones on it yeah. yeah but it has to do that and that's not that's not really what nintendo do yeah yeah well i mean they like you say with the 3ds one of the big big things they did with that is actually have it so that when you move around it stays 3d because it locks onto your eyes rather than the original 3ds where you would have to like stay exactly perfectly still to be able to get the yeah. 3d effect uh that was a massive game changer for me like i couldn't believe how good that looked um and that was quite mind-blowing um adding 4k to this um we'll see i don't know what else they could do really wireless signal sending to the telly is that even possible mm, I, I think that's that well i don't know maybe they've stuck a few genki overdrives in in these things so i don't know um, higher battery of course. get cuts, the controllers yeah. working that's your that's yeah. your number one priority right there yeah this one works and will actually become a retro system as opposed to something that goes into the e-waste pile yeah fix those controllers <laughs> i i actually have uh for people watching the um hoary uh split on mine and it is now the only way i play on the switch it is like the it's mm. yeah the way to do it the way to do it um so yeah, yeah, there's a few things that definitely need to be upgraded, um, and I think now is the time. Just see how, if and when it happens, how Nintendo would ever go about doing that thing. But yeah, a pretty substantial uh, rumor out there at the moment. Um, and like I say, this will be the last time you hear from it until you hear something uh, until something decent actually comes from this bit of news. Now, moving over to Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> the cancelled Dreamcast game, which thankfully came out and this news dropped just after I dropped my Castlevania The Complete History video. Yes, there is a new, uh, well, not new, obviously very old, uh, 3D Castlevania prototype that has been leaked, um, or at least footage of it has been shown. Yeah. Um, you can't actually download this yet to play it. I'm really hoping you can do that thing fairly soon. But, um, I mean, this is exciting. More prototype news. It seems to be becoming a weekly thing for us now. To be bringing all this up. Um, yeah. Well, I, I know it's a bad word around here, Castlevania, because of just how long it took for you to put I, that. I, I, I'm starting to get together. back into it now. I, I'm, I'm actually wanting to play uh, Metroidvanias a lot more again now. I, I just <laughs> bought myself guacamole. So uh, All I'm going to say is, guys, I know we don't really... Well, I know the podcast is kind of a separate thing, but really do, if you haven't seen it already cast the castlevania complete history on slope's uh main channel is absolutely fantastic and well worth a watch if you had 
even just the passing interest in Castlevania is fascinating. And seeing Asobi Quang's collection is quite something as well, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is unreal. It is unreal. I'm surprised uh, he let you unseal some of those things. Yeah, thank- doesn't even know. Yeah, he does. He does. It was actually him suggesting. So for people that don't know, I made a uh, a couple of videos, a part one and a part two, but it was uh, Castlevania, The Complete History, and it was, yes, The Complete History of Castlevania. It's one I put off for an incredibly long time because it was such an undertaking to, to, to take on something like Castlevania. And then I went and didn't learn my lessons. I went and did Pac-Man straight after. But... Um, uh, yeah, it, it was an extreme one. And what made the video so much sweeter was the fact that potentially the biggest Castlevania collection um, in the world, possibly, was at my disposal uh, with a heavy amount of the games still in their cellophane wrapper. And um, the, the the awesome, awesome Asobi Quang DX uh, lent them to me and goes, oh, by the way, if you want to unwrap any of these, let me know. I bought them to play them. I'm like, Really? You want me to unbox it? But we're talking. I was unboxing games for like the um, for the for the Genesis games that had never been unwrapped. And I'm like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, uh, it took a long ass time to get done. A couple of months to finish that video. Uh, but I was really happy with the end result. And uh, yeah. As Chrissy said, go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, and like I said, thankfully, um, it's no longer the complete history because it's <laughs> a new Dreamcast <laughs> prototype that's just uh, been shown off online. Now, this is this very, very incomplete when you see the person playing it. Um, they're awkwardly playing it with one controller because I'm assuming the, the other, um, of one hand, sorry, the other hand's holding a camera. But um, yeah, they can get hit by uh, fireballs and walk on lava and there were certain things that they still need to fix and stuff like that but um it's definitely towards the era of castlevania games that i was not interested in personally and I, I know there's a lot of lovers out there for the 3d castlevania games i was definitely more of an egovania uh, uh player myself you know the typical symphony of the night and some of those incredible uh game boy advance and ds games like harmony of despair and what have you um although that was the hd one wasn't it Whatever. Uh, yeah, I prefer yeah. the 2D uh, uh, flat ones. But still, more prototype news. And it's, n- again, as always, nothing but uh, uh, a good thing. Oh, uh, You know, I'm, there's not much to say about this because it's literally just some guy um, practicing his one-handed gameplay and running around in, in a castle for a few moments. But... I will say graphically, it looks quite neat for something that came out in 1999. I mean, this was the gap between PlayStation and Dreamcast literally just came out that this uh, was originally shown. So the footage that has been shown Mm -hmm. is from the 1999 E3 presentation. I think it actually predates that. Even yeah. yeah, so this is sorry, this is the build for E3. Yes. Um. So the the actual dated build. So it's it's not even really much of a game at all. It's just like a closed-door demo of the intention of what's going to be shown. Um, but still, I love seeing this because I, I also love hearing the stories of how they even make it into collectors' hands. Yeah, absolutely. Just makes you think, what else is out there, you know? Oh, there are so many games that we never ever get to hear from I, I i could spend it's so bad when i when i do a complete history and then i end up running over to like unseen 64 um uh, and uh, the games that weren't websites you can just get lost for hours mm. and hours there are hundreds of thousands of games that have never seen the light of day uh and for someone like me that's always looking for new video ideas I'm like, oh wow oh wow and so many video ideas have come from places like that um when i found out about the um 
the unreleased MC Hammer games, for instance. I know we're like moving quite far away from Castlevania here, but uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a million out there, and um, it's, it's. Are you saying there's a game out there that we can't touch? Yeah, uh, we can't touch it. We can't touch it. Ugh. Very, very good. I like that. Very Please well done. Please hammer, don't hurt him. You just got to pray, <laughs> pray. Um, I was so into MC Hammer as a kid. I was like the perfect 90s kid I was. <laughs> I wanted those baggy trousers. Oh, who didn't? Yeah, Those parachute, parachute pants are legendary. Oh, Only so one man can pull that off and you couldn't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> he done the Adams Family theme, didn't he, as well? Uh, yeah, I try not to think about that. I try not to think about that. Yeah, he's he's actually a terrible rapper. If you actually sit and listen to his his lyrics outside of the choruses, but obviously it was like that party hip hop. Um, the actual lyrics themselves are like the worst rhymes. They were so bad. It was like literally nursery rhymes over a hip hop beat. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, Newcastlevania. It looks very exciting. Very very exciting. <laughs> Partially related to the uh, Adams family, I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There, there's your link. There's your link. <laughs> yeah, it'll work. Right. Uh, moving over to uh, one that I'm. Oh, I've got to disable my ad blocker. We'll cut this. Yeah. Out. No, we won't cut this out. <laughs> it looks like you're using an ad blocker. Have you considered not Here stealing free content from us from our free content website? So, moving over to our next topic, <laughs> Balan Wonderland. <laughs> I keep calling it Balan Wonderland. Balan Wonder World. Has... I call it Blunder World myself. Oh, it is doing bad. Balan Wonder World flops in Japan as well, selling less than 2,100 copies in its first week. Ouch. Sucks to be you, Square, because you have not had the best time recently. You had the uh, Marvel game, which has not done well. I was so looking forward to that game on the lead-up to that game. And then panned. Uh, it doesn't deserve to get quite as much hate, the, the Marvel one. But this does. And that pains me to say, because I am definitely a Yuji Naka lover. Uh, plenty of Yuji Naka games out there are obviously very very well respected you've got your knights games obviously the original sonic the hedgehog games as well he has definitely got some hardcore badges on his uh, uh uh video game scouts scarf but this is not one of them balan wonder world is bad it's a bad game and it's not even doing well in japan where you would actually, if you've actually played the demo at least, uh, you would think it would probably have a bit more of a chance in Japan because it's insanely quirky and very, very Japanese is probably the better. It's a very Japanese looking and feeling game. Um, mm. But it's not. It's doing bad. Um, this is a flop from beginning to end. Uh, and even though uh, Square did fix a lot of the issues that people even like myself put forward uh, when they played that demo before it's released with a day one patch you cannot fix the actual gameplay mechanics um and unfortunately yeah it, 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 it's going to be too late anyway um this is up yeah. there with your superman 64s now um yeah unfortunately unfortunately the sad the sad part is right um there's a there's a article uh, from Nintendo Life from twenty uh, twenty ninth of September last year. Yep. Um, 
which quoted Yuji Naka, who said that Square Enix famously has a JRPG image. Um, he didn't feel like he'd be able to make a good JRPG. So he approached them about making a platformer. And the response was, yes, absolutely. You created Sonic. Um, you've made some great platforms in, you know, Billy Hatcher, Nights yeah. into Dreams. The, the list could be endless here. But this is your one chance. Um, and this Balan Wonderworld was the one chance to make a successful platformer at Square Enix. Something they haven't done, uh, I'll, I'll add, for years and years. In fact, I can't even remember the last platformer game that they released yeah i, mean, I suppose you could add like not really a platformer but like the tomb raider series those sort of games where they have like platforming elements but yeah there's a proper standard mm. simple platformer i remember when um billy hatcher came out it wasn't the world's most uh, well-reviewed game but it had um its gameplay down and it had the charm this game has it does have charm and it does look very nice cutscene wise um but the game itself looks very basic very broken i do feel there's got to be more to this because there's no way that even yeah. yuji naka himself can put this out knowing the way it was there must this must have been rushed or maybe square enix saw that this wasn't going well and that we just need to get this out i don't know what's happened behind the scenes but a guy that's created some of the best platformers in the world <laughs> definitely um and he, he's a very very intelligent bloke uh, with, with, with the games he puts out there i didn't even mind rodea and if he had more time mm. to work on that uh, which i know he wanted to it would have been even better that would have been a great successor tonight and i actually didn't mind it at all if i'm honest i thought it was see, all right see i think the problem with problem with things like um i mean let's let's look at a couple of recent examples we've had the likes of taxi chaos come out and I know it's a weird one to bring up in, when we're talking about Balan Wonderworld, but one thing I've noticed about classic Sega properties, or in particular the people who work on them or have worked on them, is that um, they, each each classic Sega game, as we remember it, is a sum of its own parts. Yeah, You've got great character design, Sonic the Hedgehog. You've got great, um, great gameplay programming. Uh, back then, it's a hell of a lot simpler than it is now where you have the team, not just Yuji Naka, but Yuji Naka would have been the guy who essentially directed it all. Now it's a whole different ball game, and you're talking about taking the Sega out of a guy who created for Sega. And Balan Wonderworld is now part of this giant conglomerate that is Square Enix. There's probably a team that was working on it that maybe didn't quite believe in it, or the, the effort wasn't there, or the budget wasn't there. Yeah. Um... And you remove that, and suddenly the great character design. Because let's be honest, Balan want the, the the actual character of Balan looks great. That's Naoto Ashima all over. Yeah, Could the be, idea yeah, of the idea the idea of switching out costumes was probably a great idea, but it was poorly executed. And that's unfortunately, I don't think Yuji Naka or Naoto Ashima is necessarily to blame. But we have also seen them fail a couple of times with Rodea, Sky Soldier, Ivy, the Kiwi on DS and things like that. So I'm not saying he's completely without blame, but let's just face it, you know, I don't feel like he's been given the the, the full shot here. And I think he's shouldering a bit too much of the blame. But also, let's be honest here, 
at some point someone had to say yes or no to releasing it. So I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. Yuji Naka does speak out quite a lot. He he um he gets himself in trouble for it as well. And I, I think we may hear a little bit more about this in the future. Whether it's true or not, we will see. But um there's definitely more to this story. And it's such a shame that it's done so badly. The thing with um I, I, I'm just lost for words by how bad this is. I really am, because it shouldn't be. We've got one of the most legendary video game creators ever has pumped out what looks like a bad kickstarted indie game with an incredible cutscene department <laughs> working on the middle bits it's really bizarre it's uh, when you play it if you've never looked into this game i'm not playing any gameplay footage here right now for people that are listening or that you know uh, listening in later um go in blind download the demo for your playstation uh four five whatever going blind just because it's so weird it's really odd like what's going on now and then when you finish the first um uh world level whatever it is and it just gets even more bizarre like i don't understand what's happening <laughs> um and yeah it hasn't even got that 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 obscure uh uh wonder to carry it because the game itself is just terrible as well it's, it's yeah it's it's such a shame it's such a shame it, here's the thing though if this if this game released in a very similar state back in the 90s would we have minded would we be talking about this nowadays as a classic this is one the thing, thing obviously this is the one thing the internet's got this uh and i i i, I say this quite a lot um the, the internet's got this thing where they like to uh sugarcoat bad uh things mario movies goddamn terrible but right now there's a resurgence there's a lot of people out there that seem oh, I, I always liked it no you didn't no you didn't and it's the same thing with a lot of really bad games as well i do see playstation 6 ish era maybe uh seven people will start talking about Battle and wonderland with more positive light i think we'll see we'll see but i, I possibly yeah. yeah just because somebody's that's the way it works just bear in mind, I think people, everybody needs to realise at some point that, that's, you know, for the for the vast majority of games out there, that's someone's first ever game. Yeah. And someone's going to grow up with fondness for this. They're going to go, hang on, this is a bit of a hidden gem. I mean, there could be updates that are coming out in the next couple of months which will change things out and make and it And Square Enix more... are pretty hardcore with their updates. They, they, they don't mind. Yeah doing that sort of thing i don't know if they'll do it for this but it's done so, so now bad. do do i think this do i think it's necessarily acceptable for that to be the case uh, I, no i don't I prefer games to be in a playable and enjoyable state when they first come out i mean i'm just old school that way but when it comes to when it comes to things like this the one good thing about the digital uh future that we're living in at the moment is that games uh media gets a second chance yeah, I mean, we've absolutely. seen it with Zack Snyder's um, Justice League. We've seen it with countless video games. I mean, look at No Man's Sky. Those guys got to work and they turned what was a 4 out of 10 into, and let's face it, it could be an 8 or 9 out of 10 now mm -hmm. because they actually knuckled down and got to work. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, we'll see. So let's uh, uh, get Mike Towns back in one more time how you doing mike towns what have you got to add on balan wonderworld mate 
I don't know if it's just my sort of collector of games mind, but the first thing I thought of when I first saw that Balan Wonderland had only sold, <clears throat> excuse me, had only sold 2,100 copies was this thing's going to be hard to find one day. Like, I wouldn't mind getting a hold of one of these and just keeping it sealed. <laughs> Sounds like there might be a surplus if you ask me. Yeah, I think that I think it's got plenty of. <laughs> Give it a little while, mate. You won't have to drop 60 quid on this. <laughs> That's another thing. Well, how is this a full price? Dig it up game? in the desert one day. Yeah. Oh. Everyone knows that anything that um, is made by so uh, Sega or someone who's previously worked for Sega usually drops in price pretty quickly. So they're just getting what they can right now. Yeah, and and the fact is, it's out on all your major consoles as well. I mean, um, you know, this isn't like the Wii U where something like that, that terrible Sonic 3D game that they made, um, the Sonic, oh, what was it called, Sonic, um, whatever one that was that everyone hates. Um, that's actually worth a lot of money now because people want it and that's what i'm saying it's the same thing there could be a lot of love for this eventually who knows who i mean knows? there's there's always chance but i don't know we'll see i'm sure for sure okay so uh moving over to uh our last topic uh yeah let's go over to our last topic we got a little article here from Nintendo Life. Great, great website. And um, yeah, uh, basically, I mean, it was already announced quite a while ago. Alex Kidd uh, is basically getting remastered. And uh, now you can finally buy it physically. Um, yeah, we got another trailer dropped for uh, the, the, the new Alex Kidd. What a time to be alive. A new Alex Kidd. Um, I mean, I, I have uh, pre-ordered the quite expensive actually limited edition i will add uh of this if for whatever reason it seems to be more expensive than all their other previous limited editions even more than like streets of rage and stuff like that um i'm excited to see what happens with this um and i can already see just by the trailer i've just answered my own question they have updated the way this game plays a little bit because the thing with the original alex kid alex kid in miracle world that was the one wasn't it yeah alex kid in miracle world it's most people didn't really get past the first couple of levels. And the reason for that is Alex Kidd is a bit of a flawed platformer, uh, in all honesty. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see what new gameplay mechanics they bring to this. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay if they do play around with it a little bit. I don't want a straight port. I don't, what what, what mm. do you think? What, what's your thoughts on Alex Kidd? Um, I mean, clearly there's... It's, being an older game and it just a packing title there's there's a genuine like a bit of a rose tinted goggle situation going on here because mm -hmm. people recognize it as the game that you play when you didn't have anything else to play and it was just there and you keep keep going at it keep going at it keep going at it and you know some people just you know they they brute force themselves through the floors and they don't necessarily recognize it when they're a bit younger and of course when they remember the good parts about the game and not the bad um for alex kid yeah there's some definite things that needed work um at least when in in a remastered sense however i will say i'm all for original feel preservation so it's i i think there should at least be like original physics mode similar to how in sonic cd uh, remaster for for the iPhone that you can use the crappy spin attack or the Sonic Two spin attack. Mm -hmm. I I do like that idea of a choice, but 
when it comes to the the new version graphics and what have you, you kind of want it to feel right, and maybe it will feel right if you just you know update the physics ever so slightly. But if you flip back, maybe flip and flip the physics back too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's a weird one. One thing I am picking up from the trailer because one thing I always thought was flawed in this game is you could do go and look at the long play of the original Alex Kid in Miracle World. It's really, really big, that game. Most people don't know because you don't get past the first couple of worlds, really. Um, and at the end of each world, you have to play uh, um, rock, paper, scissors. And all that work can just get thrown out the window if you mess up on a game of chance at the end of the level, which is a really bad way to end a, bo uh, end a level and have a boss. Thankfully in this, what you can, what I can see is the fact that you can actually fight those bosses. So my guess is the fact that you will go up um, and play, uh, what's that, Jan Ken Pon, I think it's actually called in, <laughs> maybe, it's called something like that uh, in, in, Jap in Japan. Uh, and if you fail, maybe it turns into an actual fight, which I hope is the case. That would be a great way uh, to, to, to update it instantly um let's hope let's hope um i do like that sega are giving these old ips to to what looks like pretty trusted uh trusted people here uh i still want way forward to get hold of rice star that is that is my dream uh, and for the uh, streets of rage guys to have uh comic zone they're they're the two big ones that i really really want um but i i, I like what they've done to alex kid i've always said i don't want a new alex kid but hopefully like i say they, they they add more to this to make it a more refined game um um and it looks like they have so fingers crossed fingers crossed i've got this one on pre-order obviously i'm gonna it's a remaster of a classic sega game uh so yeah exciting stuff and so boring old fart gunstar heroes yeah mate new gunstar heroes yes please. oh just just do me a treasure collection and we've already had guardian heroes remastered on sake on the xbox 360 mm -hmm. it was fantastic more of that please Absolutely. i want guardian heroes i want dynamite heady i want yeah you know give me gunstar heroes give me the future gunstar heroes get me future guardian heroes all in one treasure box you can mm -hmm. call it Oh. Tell you what, I've just I've just made your retro collection for you. <laughs> you have. Well, they they just, kind of done it with it. the um uh, with the PlayStation Two uh, Sega Ages release of uh, it's quite an expensive one to get now. Uh, the Sega Ages guns. I think it was actually called Treasure Box, <laughs> maybe even. Uh, but it had Gunstar Heroes, Alien Storm, um, and and prototype versions of the ROMs on there as well. Um, so it's a really nice collection. But obviously, you don't have the uh, uh, follow-up to Gunstar Heroes for the Game Boy Advance, I believe it was. I can't remember the name of the title. I should do because I did the complete history. But yes, there you go. There you go. Um, good games, good games. And uh, Let's just hope they, they they add more to get Ale at the original Alex Kid because this does look good. This does look good. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Adam from YouTube. Echo the Dolphin 99. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like where you so just weird. jump up into the jump up into the sky, get sucked up by the vortex, and it's whoever can get past the horror of that sound. Yeah. And <laughs> it's the winner. <laughs> it's such a weird game. It's so weird. Mm. Which I well, think is actually us um, finalising on this, isn't there? There's one more little thing that we're going to talk about, and I'll leave this one over to you, Grizzly, because uh, honestly, I haven't researched it too much. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. No, one thing we're going to one one thing we're going to try. Of course, we've had a few people jumping in every now and then yeah. um, into the chat. So this is new this week. Um, we wanted to do an opinion topic every week, 
uh, and mm-hmm. this, and that after after we do the initial discussion, I'd like to invite everyone who's in the Slopecast chat as an all-in discussion, so we can just have a good chat about what's going on. So the topic this week is about Atari. So mm-hmm. Atari have been a bit of an interesting company recently, to say the least. They have. So we've had the Atari VCS, uh, which I don't know if it's still sat behind you, Dan, is it? Uh, uh, it's up on up the top here. Yeah, I've got my Atari. Well, it's not mine. I've uh, been lent it. Atari yeah. VCS. Ah, yes. The dusty corner. That's the uh, that's where it belongs, <laughs> I think. Um, but predominantly, Atari isn't just a video game company anymore. They are well and truly part of the blockchain. They are. So they've, they've severed the company into two halves. You have the blockchain side, which is all about nfts which are the new buzz buzzworthy term on anything these days um and cryptocurrency so a little while ago atari released something called the atari token which is a crypto uh, form of cryptocurrency which was to be used on gambling websites yeah Yeah, i know um and then you've also got atari um, casino yeah, the Atari Casino, and you that can play it, yeah. retro games using those as credits, which is kind of a neat idea until you realize that this is just one big money laundering scheme as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then you've got, of course, uh, Atari are looking to do PC and console games again. But let's just face it, the last time they tried that, it didn't particularly end up well. And they just became a bit of a poor publishing outfit. So yeah, the main thing... Is just to talk about what the hell is going on at Atari. So, any thoughts, Dan? It, it, it's, it's a shell of a company. It really is. Um, I, I, I always said, like, I think it was the second video I ever made, um, potentially, uh, with the whole, I made like a Sega versus Nintendo video, where basically I wanted Sega to go down a route of continuing to make their big games, you know, their their Total War games and, and stuff like this, but I wanted them to, to start making more smaller budget classic uh, games, and they've in recent years started to do that, you've got your Mania, Streets of Rage 4, you know, these aren't full price games, these are making the best possible games of their old uh, old titles um uh for a new generation that's what i'd want to see from atari if they went down that route and i know they've got a lot of ips under their belt there's no reason why they can't do what looks like and the reason why i'm buying the intellivision amico it seems to be like these sort of hd remasters mm. for games that are probably only going to be about 10 15 pounds um because you know, like something like Pac-Man. Pac-Man's a basic, very, very basic game. So when you want to remaster, you don't really want to have to spend too much on a very basic concept. So I'd want them to do more like that. Um, uh, and I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do that. So many incredible indie studios out there would, would bite their own face off to be able to get hold of uh, these, these incredible uh, IPs that Atari have at their disposal. But unfortunately, the, yeah. the big wigs aren't going to see that. They're going to look at the fact of like, oh, let's try and do another driver game, which will definitely do horrendously, you know. And, and that's the route, the route they're going to go down. Unfortunately, uh, if they did try that, they'd try and make AAA games that are Ball and Wonderland quality, probably <laughs> Wonderworld, probably. But um, yeah, right now it's such a small part. 
I think they need it there for the image, but it's such a small part of what Atari are now. So many more conversations are being had daily, guaranteed, about crypto than let's revamp Yar's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the thing that bothers me about Atari's approach to anything is that they, they, seem, to be approach, they seem to be looking at money-making schemes mm-hmm. without looking at ways in which they can earn that money. Yeah. And they're, they're resting on their laurels in terms of the nostalgic thing i mean they've only got a limited scope for nostalgia they got the atari 2600 the 5200 7800 and then pretty much that's it you know everything else is post crash and technically it doesn't belong to them um so they don't really have much in the way of games to sell us but i will say they do have an eye for for the next big thing and this whole idea of the non-fungible token uh, the NFT is right. quite oh, yes. it's it's quite smart, and we often talk about uh, physical games and digital game ownership on uh, just when whenever we do these talks. And I feel like NFTs are a bridge to the right uh, the right idea of being able to own digital content. Mm-hmm. And really, all that all all <clears throat> developers need to do is essentially make their games DRM free. To make it NFT, so if they can find a way to make it so that you actually own your digital games, you can then sell them on. Very much like Kings of Leon releasing their latest album as an NFT, or um, Ubisoft are actually crazy world we live in with all this stuff. It's so strange. It's just amazing. Like a week after we've heard about it, suddenly everyone's doing it. Yeah, and that's that's just proves how good an idea it is. And I feel like, yeah, it's a snark mark in the chat is saying NFTs are a fancy certificate certificate of authenticity. But what I can see people are running to them for one reason is because digital content now has an intrinsic value as opposed to being a license in which can be revoked at any time. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And it's like having your it's like having a physical disc. But it's stored in your it's stored on your computer hard drive. That's that's the right step forward, I think. And if everything can be put in essentially a wallet of everything you own, suddenly you have one of the most um easily accessible collections ever. Now, for me, will that ever replace physical games? No, I like the tangibility of everything. But I do believe it's the right step to take. And then it adds more value to things like game pass where you're renting content it gives it that point of difference it makes it clear to the user that they're not owning that content whereas uh, you ask anybody who says oh yeah i bought i've bought 50 games on my ps4 um i own this game i own this game no you don't it's all digital content you don't own any of the content you've just purchased you're renting it long term absolutely this is this is different this is I I can see where Atari are going with it. The problem is I'm not gonna pay them another ten dollars or twenty dollars <laughs> to play asteroids again. Yeah. Absolutely. So and, and, and they're worthless anyway, they're giving away so many collection pieces now. It's it's unreal. Like more than probably most companies that I can think of. Even like Nintendo in their original Mario. Like I have little collections with Yars and Golf tank so many times now. 
so many times so many yeah. times um yeah it's it's there's such a shell of a company of what they used to be like i am incredibly interested to see what they do like just out of curiosity like with this hotel stuff and the like you say, the crypto, the casino. Um, I tried to buy myself some Atari tokens recently uh, just for the sake of owning one. <laughs> I was going to give it away as a competition, but no, it's not that easy to do, actually. <laughs> but yes, the uh, mics are open um, uh, here in the uh, in the Discord for Patreon oh, and yeah. YouTube members. I know Mike Towns was interested in having another chat. I think Sir Clown Dad popped in as well at one point. Uh, guys, yeah, feel free to take the floor. I don't know if you've got any... Uh, Opinions on uh, Atari of the 2020s? I was like, one of the things I find funny is like how it's right when you said like they're a shadow of what they formerly were, but how things are kind of the same. Because uh, I way, way back when I used to mine a bit of Bitcoin and I mined Dogecoin back uh, when that first came out. And one of the big things people brought up was how environmentally unfriendly it was. Yep. Yeah, and that's one of the big things people bring up with these newer NFTs, and it reminds me of when they decided just to dump a bunch of crap in the desert. Like they seem just to <laughs> hate the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. Uh, yeah, every transaction on one of the NFTs like is seriously bad for the environment, isn't it? I've read that. Yeah. Um, Atari, Atari, Atari. I agree with Grizz too. I'm not. I'm not going to pay them to pay like Yars Revenge or Asteroids or something like that. Like I play those for maybe five, six minutes every two years, and that's about enough. As classic mm-hmm. as they are, it's just nah. Yeah, I mean, if 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 all it's going to be is like a uh, an asteroid ship shaped trophy that comes out of one of their casino um, casino things, consider me uninterested. But mm-hmm. it's. I, that's exactly what I could feel it could be. They could say, oh, this is like some sort of trophy. There's only one of them in the world. So it's up to everyone else to decide what this is worth and whether you can sell it on and what have you. And I don't know. That that just seems like fool's gold to me. Um, I don't think Atari is the right company to take it forward. No. Um, they haven't they haven't done anything recently of of that kind of worth um but again it's it's an all right idea isn't it it like reminds me of a, <laughs> the other day i saw i think it was nike they're doing nft shoes but they're not actual shoes they're like renders of crazy out there kind of homer simpson like tight car shoes and i could <laughs> imagine atari like selling say renders of a cart or something like that yeah, so it's, it's a license to print money, isn't it? Thanks for listening to Slopes Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 13th of April 2021. If you want to listen in live, then the next recorded episode will be on the 27th of April 2021 over on twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time and 1pm Pacific Standard Time. As stated, if you would like the chance to be in on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And finally, if you have any news stories for me then feel free to drop them in the dedicated room on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room 
And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out. And hopefully, I'll see you all next time.